Hello and welcome back to a very special episode of Reeling in the Piers. My name is Gary O'Brien and joining me today is my very good friend and co-host, David Scanlon, as we present our end-of-year awards to the movies of 2022. So stick around, we hope you enjoy the 2022 Golden Gazi Awards. David, you're back. You're back. It's the most prestigious time of the year. It's Christmas time, but it's also awards time. Um, we have to tell the people what's the best and worst in this year. Because we've watched everything, David. Yeah, we did. We didn't leave a stone unturned, unless it was blonde. But other than that, <laughs> I think we watched everything. <laughs> and I missed a couple of bits, but it's purely for... Your own sanity. My, uh, yeah, I don't like watching bad things. Yeah, because you we put up your top ten worst movies. And I was like, what, what, where, why are those all on it, David? Why aren't you? And then I realized that I have watched much more just garbage movies this year for you this podcast. Sneakerella. Uh, Sneakerella and Cheaper by the Dozen, which like... What was the fire one again? Firestarter. Firestarter. Yeah. yeah. It was great. It was great because like... Was I, it? <laughs> no, 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 sorry. <laughs> Going through and ranking my top 10 worst movies really made me like thankful for like, geez, I've been given Avatar 2 a, a, a rightfully so bad time. But I was like, geez, it's not Firestarter though. You know? But it didn't cost... Firestarter didn't cost... $460 million. It would have to make $2 just to break even. Yeah. Nonsense. (laughs) So stupid. For a movie nobody likes. I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Okay, no, sorry. For a franchise nobody cares about. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Except for that one character from um, Come Fly With Me who likes Avatar. Played by Matt Lucas. Oh, okay. You know the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, him. Besides him. Okay. No no one else. No one. Except for John Hackett. (laughs) But those two, those two silly fucking caricatures of human beings. (laughs) Called out. Um, Hello. Okay. What we're doing now is we've, it's the end of the year. We've always, we last year we did our best and worst and all throughout this year we've been giving out our Gazi Awards. But this is it. This is the golden Gazi Awards. This, Mm. this is, this is what counts. This is what movies will be remembered for in decades time when they're like, did that win a golden Gazi? And like, what's fantastic is because we're doing good and bad awards, who knows? Having a golden Gazi doesn't mean you're a good movie and it doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad movie. It just means you're a movie worth talking about. And I think that is the highest sign of like, you know, things... I'm very tired. So, so it's the yeah, high, e- either end of the spectrum, Gary. Exactly. It's just such a statement to have, to have one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wow, I've been noticed. I've been seen. Yeah. I'm we, better we, than other thing, other movies because of certain things in this movie. We've seen so many movies this year that most of them aren't worth talking about, but these, these yeah. movies are. Absolutely. And that's... You know what I mean? Like, I've seen... I think I've seen like 103 movies that came out in 2022. And there's only like maybe 20 here. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself... What the fuck was I doing watching those other 80 movies? What are the other ones doing? Like, okay, sorry. Quick tangent. Let me just see what I can find as, like, the most... Let me cut this out if needs be. Most average movie. Yeah. Uh, Armageddon time. Like, do you remember Spiderhead came out this year? Ah, that's muck. Yeah, but do you remember... That was a thing that, like, was consumed this year as a movie. Um, I was going to do an in-memoriam section, but, uh, but I was going to do for, like... Actors whose careers have died or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was just, again. Yeah, I was gonna be very harsh. Though. Bones and all. That, that was, was a, that was down the. Middle I feel like that was three years ago when I watched that. Um, but yeah, a lot of lot of average stuff this year. But that's what you expect. But anyway, so yes, we're gonna do our best and worst um, awards of sorts, and there, I believe I'm going to put them all on the time uh, time codes in the description, which yeah. might reveal some of the jokes I have prepared. But look. Wait, what do you mean? Talk about the movies? No, so what I'll do is I'll have all the awards at time code so people can jump around the awards. So if they like, oh, I don't want to listen to Gary shout on about Sneakerella and Cheaper by the uh, Dozen in this bad. Bas- bad movie award section, okay. I'll just jump to best movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do something like that. 
But you're saying the There's jokes some, are ruined. Well, the jokes are ruined because some of the awards are kind of stupid and ridiculous. And okay, yeah, does that make sense? Oh, I get you. We're having a fun time here, aren't we? <laughs> you still <laughs> want to do great. this, right? Yeah, this is great. <laughs> okay, I thought we should we we could start with hidden gem because what now that we've yeah. kept the audience and listener so thoroughly engaged with that <laughs> fantastic riff and bit at the beginning of this episode that might be longer or might be shorter depending on the edit I do on this. Um, I thought we'd start with Hidden Gems. Go so the it. Hidden Gem of the Year Awards. So do you have nominations? I do have the nominations. And I might Go do a silly it. voice and I put, might put music in. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary, who are the nominees for Hidden Gem of the Year? On Calling Q. Boiling Point. Brian and Charles. Decision to Leave. The Black Phone. The Duke. Windfall. Seven? Yeah, seven. Okay. Is it seven for all? Eh, <laughs> that might fluctuate. <laughs> So yeah, so this is, okay, so the Hidden Gem Award, as we've always said, is like, it's a mix of like, how good the movie is, i.e. like the gemminess of it, but then mm. also how hidden it is. Yeah. And the ones we tend to give it to is the one that finds that sweet spot. Yeah. We knew, usually have a metric of, is it, is it on the side of a bus? Yeah. Because then it's, it can't be up for Hidden yeah. Gem. Is so, it something your, your mate in arts college told exactly, you Exactly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where someone like, so... It's unfortunate because I think from an Irish perspective, I don't think on Colin Kuhn is as hidden as it once was because it's getting all this Oscar buzz now at the moment. But see, that's, yeah, okay. But that doesn't make a difference now. Oh, yeah. I feel oh, like oh, when, it, when it was released, okay. it's it was still very hidden. Um, but yeah, I can understand. It was on the news. It was on the 6-1. I know. I, I I was telling people about this months ago, but now RT decided to talk about yeah. it. Mm, They'll surely re-release that if it gets nominated for an Oscar. I don't think it will. You don't think it'll get nominated? No, I don't think it'll get nominated. Yeah, for- I'd know, love it to get nominated. I don't, I don't think it will. Don't, yeah, I don't think it will. Either. Um, I still Sta- think stacked sure. years though. It's very stacked year though. Uh, from that, two other the movies from that category I've watched. All quite in the West in front of Nora or. Oh, is uh, Decision to Leave not in there? Oh, it might be as well. Yes, I've seen that. Okay, yeah, so it is a stacked year. Jeez, look at us watching all these movies. It's great, isn't it? I don't think this is the, this this episode is just for us to be like, mm, we've actually seen these movies. We've actually. Oh, you haven't seen Brian and Charles, The Duke. You haven't watched it. You should get around to The Duke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. See, this is the other thing. There's a lot of movies, specifically on this list, but there surely be on other lists that it's like, oh, you should go see it. You know, maybe last March. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, if it ever comes on to Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> or Hulu. But see, I think that's what's good about it, to be able to be like, check it out when it does come, when it yeah. does drop. Like, okay, so I think, I think here, so what is the, what is the hiddenness one here? Which is, I still think, I still think Brian and Charles, because when you think about it, Windfall is on yeah. Netflix, as is Boiling Point. Decision to Leave is like Oscar buzz, yeah. as is on Colin Kuhn. And then the Black Phone had Ethan Hawke in it, which I feel yeah. like was a bit of a bit of like thing. So I think the hiddenest of them all is Brian and Charles. Brian and Charles didn't have any big names in it either. Yeah, but I don't think it's the gemmiest, David. See, the problem is, I'm sure you have the section later on, is the most David and Gary movie. Oh, I didn't put it in the end, oh, but okay. we'll, we can throw it in. Fuck it. Okay, Do it live. But... but <laughs> I think that meets that definition. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's unfair on us to um, critique the other, or award that yeah, yeah. definitively just because of our opinions. But this is our, we can do what we like. I I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. Um, but, yeah. What, so what else is on it? So Brian and Charles, Colleen, Colleen uh, Kuhn. Colleen Kuhn, Boiling Point, Brian and Charles, okay, so, Leaf, so, the Black Phone, the Duke and the Windfall. So I was a big fan of Boiling Point. Mm-hmm. Um, just not only, uh, I think out of all the movies there, it's probably the one that um, is most unique film-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, again, but although, again, I think what you're, you're, you're 
getting onto there earlier is it's probably easily it's more easily accessible yeah. than the others True. some of the others and I, I guess maybe we should give slight bit of context to, to some of them so Boiling Point is like a one shot yeah. movie on Netflix with Stephen Graham I think it is yeah. and it's just all takes place in this like Michelin star Restaurant. like restaurant yeah. and things just are stressful and panicky yeah a bit like Uncut Gems a bit like Uncut Gems yeah. yeah where everything's kind of going wrong and it's kind of bouncing around from character to character but it's all one take anxiety and amazing. I think they did do there's no hidden cuts in it if I remember or is there there could be but okay. I, it, like I mean it's, it's things where they go through David, it doesn't maybe, get <laughs> maybe it shouldn't get hidden gem <laughs> exactly no do you know the bits where they go through a door and it goes uh, dark yeah, yeah, so yeah, they yeah, could have put stuff in but like I don't know they, yeah. you never know um, Brian and Charles as well like we said we've seen that it's about a man who builds a robot and he's a silly little boy yeah and it's just a cute wholesome movie <laughs> yeah. Um, but again I think I don't think it's like the best movie we've seen this year so that's it yeah and I think on a rewatch we could have differing opinions yeah. but I love it. You love it. <laughs> and Decision to Leave being the like newest kind of main, not mainstream, the newest, the newest and biggest South Korean movie, I guess, yeah. to, 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 uh, to come up, which is all about this um, policeman investigating a murder and growing a connection and relationship with the wife and suspected murderer of the, the murdered person. The victim. <laughs> I said murder a lot, didn't I? <laughs> um, but did you watch Murderville by any chance? I watched the first couple of episodes. Okay, yeah. I watched the new one. It's a Christmas one, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we can talk about it all fair. Cool. But back to this Murderville, Decision to Leave. Okay. Um, I be, again, big fan of Decision to Leave. I thought, like, apart from it being a good story, I thought there was, again, some u- unique cinematic elements to it. Um, some directorial and editorial decisions they made that made it kind of dif- differing from other, uh, even other South Korean films I would have seen. Um so yeah, that that's definitely up there. But again, I don't know how hidden it is. But I, well, foreign film, foreign film, foreign film. Also, I think we should nearly have a cut thing. It, if it's a hidden, it's a hidden movie. If it's in screen nine in Omniplex and Rathmines, oh, big time, big time. I feel like because they don't trust it on the bigger screens. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, the black phone as well. I don't. Did I put that in? Did you put that in? I can't remember. I probably put that in. I don't think it's that hidden. So this is a movie yeah, about yeah. a kid who's abducted by scary Ethan Hawke and is trapped in his basement and. There's a phone in there that he's able to hear the voices of the other kids that Ethan Hawke has captured. And I did, I think for myself, I could probably mention the podcast, it's just a really solid, like, hour and 40 minute movie. Very tense. It's not too gory as well. Yeah, like I it, wouldn't say it's, like, top tier scary. Just a solid yeah. thriller. And I think I think it also became, I think we probably gave it Hidden Jab at the time as well for, like, she's like, fuck, did, we didn't give this movie any sort of yeah. um, props before. We're like, this is just going to be one of those horror movies. And it was just much, much better than yeah. I expected. Um, and I guess it, if, if you saw it pop on Netflix, I think people would be like, ugh, one of those. But yeah. definitely worth a watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, same with The Duke as well. The Duke is just one of those pleasant, oh, okay. surprising that's, movies. That's more, I think that's more in the Brian and Charles kind of category where... Although Jim Broadbent and Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren and the kid from <laughs> oh um, Dunkirk, or is that Harry Styles? No, the other kid from Dunkirk, Finn Killian Murphy. Finn, you know, you know him when you see him. <laughs> anyway, um, but again, yeah, I think we went into that with very low expectations, yeah, and it was definitely better than that. Yeah, very wholesome, very fun. It's all about a, mo- it's all about a guy from Newcastle, Newcastle, who. Uh, all of a sudden becomes in possession of uh, this very, very expensive painting that the UK government has bought and he's like a, um, what's the word? Anti-establishment. Uh, anti-establishment man. And, doesn't uh, pay his TV license. Doesn't pay his TV doesn't license. Doesn't have to. It's, yeah, he it, got rid of the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, oh, it's a really fun, wholesome movie. Uh, like Aaron 30 as well. Yeah. You gotta love it. But again, 
like I can't believe they had that in cinemas because it's such a kind of seems yeah. like such a small movie. Um, and then the last one kind of in this category as well being Windfall, which is just an hour forty or thirty minute movie yeah. on Netflix about a robbery gone wrong. So this would be the most artsy, I'd say, of them. Mm-hmm. Very good though, and again, top tier actors. I think is is probably the big thing there, big draw for a lot of people there. Yeah. They would probably see the likes of Jesse Plemons and Lily Collins. Lily Collins. It was so funny. She was on a talk show recently, and she was like, "So when I was filming a movie called Windfall, and like none of the audience, that, well, if I was there, I'm like, woo, <laughs> love it, woohoo, sequel." <laughs> Jason. Jason Seagull is it? Yeah, he's in it as well. But yeah, again, I think again for this one, it's probably the most artsy because just that, a lot of that scenery. It's it's based in Italy. No, is it California? Yes, California. I don't know what I was thinking. The about. Italy of America is <laughs> based in California desert, and it's just some beautiful scenery. But it's also kind of intriguing. You you're it's it, you're kind of trying to figure out where each. Char- where key- each character's actual motivations yeah motivations lie, lie and stuff are. yeah because it's just one of the most awkward movies I've ever yeah. seen in my life where it's tense got, as well tense it's literally a guy who breaks into a house and he's like fuck they're home but it's the, he's no slickness about it mm. and it's just he's trying to learn how to do this at the same and they're trying to like deal with this man being like what the f- do you want the- just take the money and fucking get out of yeah. here kind of thing um, and it's just I don't know I, I it got very bad reviews but I for some reason we seem to enjoy it yeah. um Okay, well, those are our seven nominees, David. I'm thinking... What, where, are you, where are you thinking? Because if we don't decide, it's going to have to go to our producer, which is no longer no longer just one person, but now a committee of all the producers from the year. I could name them. I, I, who is it? Multiverse Gary. No, the chillin' from Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Ga- Multiverse Gary. Uh, Gary, who's been DNA like cloned, cloned. from a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, Harry Styles. Uh, the per- Predator damn it that was my chance to do that joke again uh, <laughs> the native actor Pierce Brendan Brosnan I also meant to tell you I was meant to put someone um, who I used to work with and he's from Navin and we were talking about Pierce Brosnan and he goes do you know he's from Navin I was like <laughs> absolutely I was like well you listen to the podcast much <laughs> uh, and who else we got uh, John Hamm Johnny Bacon Johnny Sausage and then the Minions I think that's it that's it. There might be some others. Okay. But anyway, it'll go to them and that could take too long. So I think it's better that we decide. What yeah, the, I mean, all the minions have to vote. That, exactly, that could take yeah. years. And um, the dancing and whatever else minions do. Okay, so what do we think? Hidden and gemmiest. Okay, let's just go Let's just go down to the list one more time, okay? I'm Colin Kuhn. Okay, so that's hidden and jemmy. Yeah. Okay, go. Boiling point, hidden and jemmy. Hidden and jemmy, okay. Brian and Charles, hidden. Hidden. Mm. Mm-hmm. Decision to leave, Jemmy. Jemmy, but I don't know how hidden. I th- I'm st- I'm, hit- mm. I'm th- hitting on those first two. Keep yeah. going. Uh, the Black Phone, Jemmy. No, not hidden enough. Yeah. Uh, the Duke, hidden, mm, hidden and Jemmy. And Jemmy. Okay, so I'm down to three now. Okay, and then Windfall, hidden and Jemmy. Hidden and Jemmy. Okay, I'm going to get rid of Windfall. Okay, and I think get rid of the Duke. Get rid of the Duke. Okay, so we're down to Boiling Point and, and Colin Kuhn. Well, look, I think for the fact that and Colleen Kuhn is probably going to get some awards buzz from Ooh. other lower tier awards. Do we not want to get in there first though? Mm, yeah, but... I think... Because, okay, put it this way. Who has seen... Like, from people we know, who has seen and Colleen Kuhn and who has seen Boiling Point? I feel like more people will have seen Boiling Point than on Colin Kuhn, therefore making it more hidden. Okay, but does that... I love that we're working this out on the podcast. Is that not more of an accessibility kind of aspect because it's in Irish? Uh, No, I meant like people in Ireland. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like even people in Ireland... It's so hidden. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm happy to give it to on Colin Keown. I just think, I think that's going to get enough buzz anyway. Yeah, but then it'll be like, look at these boys getting it, getting in there before the Golden Globes. Okay, fair fuck enough. you, Golden Globes. Golden Gassies are the fuck, way to go. Fuck the gold. Fuck the Globes. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go with oh, Colin Keown. Keown wins an award. Does Gary have music? Who knows? Um, right, okay. Let's move on to movies this year that need a sequel. Okay. So, the nominees for movies that need a sequel. Fletch, Brian and Charles, Prey, Bullet Train, Black Adam, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Now, the Black Adam one, before you before you get into it, it's not even a sequel. It's a prequel with, with young Dr. Fate, okay. played by Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Little boy. Little boy. Don't Little worry, boy, big helmet. We, we will cover that joke in great detail later on in the podcast. Don't you worry. Um, I, yeah, these are just the ones I kind of... So these are ones that don't have sequels announced. Yeah. And probably very unlikely to get sequels, but that we would give... Um, you know, we would like to see a sequel for. Yeah. Um, so look, Fletch. I just want to see that, that again. Miniseries. Uh, so Fletch is just a, based on a book character. of a, He's like an investigative journalist. He's just a bit of a dick. He's a bit of a prick. Yeah. But uh, he knows how to get the job done. And yeah. he's just surrounded by wacky characters. Yeah, funny idiots. And John Hamm looked like he was having a good time. He looked like he was having a fantastic time. Uh, Brian and Charles, as discussed. Silly. Um, silly. Because the movie... Like tease up a sequel, yeah. And as I've already discovered on this, already discussed on this podcast, there needs to be either two things that happen in the sequel. One, he falls in love with a lady robot, yeah. and it's trying to like you know woo her or something like that. Or there's a newer, bigger, better robot that Brian takes, yeah, t- uh, builds, builds, and then it's like Charles being like, "Am I not good enough?" Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So you know something. Or like do that. you know what the, what happens at the end of the movie? Yeah, uh, or just all that events. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's much better. And then Brian goes to meet him or something like that. Yeah. Maybe? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's good. In a in a location, he goes he goes um, globe trotting. He goes trotting. to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. That'd Brian Charles go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Prey. I think that's going to get a sequel. Will it? Mm, maybe not. Actually, do you know what? Because that was the thing that was that definitely should have come out in cinemas. Yeah. So Prey being a Predator prequel set in like Comanche nation nation time, and just seeing the Predator go up against like. Um, a character who just doesn't have guns and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> to save her. Um, but this is obviously one, this is uh, Hollywood politics now because this is a film that was 20th Century Fox who were bought out by Disney. Yeah. And Disney don't have much interest in producing 20th Century Fox products. Or yes, they do. Do they? Well, they made, um, they made Home Sweet Home Alone last year. Mm mistake yes <laughs> um, but you, can you understand like I don't no, think no, they'll I get put you. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to they, effort yeah, they'd rather it. just king the whole thing up sorry this is just the reason why it was in cinemas oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah um, and again it should get a sequel I think there's a chance for a sequel there yeah I mean like even if it's just the case that they just go to a different oh that's what I mean um, that's what, like I want ancient like ancient generation yeah, yeah. and they're just or go to Greek times 1920s 1920s in Asheron. oh my god we should have they should have a 300 crossover with uh, Jared Butler and the the Predator. Oh no, just like those Spartans and a Predator. No, maybe it'll have to be a couple of Predators. <laughs> no, not really, because the Predator has guns. Okay, I suppose. What are they going to do? Put the shields together and be like, we got them, and then just oh, burns oh, through the... <laughs> This is Spartan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what we should have done. Yeah. We should have <laughs> done a whole podcast that just uh, like no. what, where, where Prey could be next. Yeah. Um, okay, and then Bullet Train... I mean... I don't think it will because it didn't make any money. Yeah. And but no, I'd love to I see those characters again. I don't think... Or a prequel with um, Lemon and Tangerine. Yeah. 
Bullet Train being the movie that ta- uh, Brad Pitt gets on a bullet train to pick up a package and there's a lot of other people looking for that package assassins. and they're all assassins yeah. and they're all trying to kill each other. I loved it. It's very, very fun. Uh, and then Dr. Fate. Sorry, oh. just on that, that's a, obviously based on a comic book. Is there any sequels to it's the not, comic book? It's based on a novel. Based on, oh, sorry. <laughs> David. <laughs> and uh, is there a sequel to it? Sequel or prequels? Oh, I didn't look. I didn't look. <laughs> I, just, I just went through the list. I was like, Jason, wouldn't you know those? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, I looked, I looked through the list and I was like, oh, that probably doesn't have a sequel lens. Although, I don't know, like, I, I'd probably be happy if David Leach just went on to do some more just unique action movies yeah that's fair so. something better than um, Violent Night yeah I know we didn't do that but it's yeah, production, it was production company, company so therefore did, yeah. I will continue to moan about it oh we haven't moaned about it on the podcast yet actually Violent Night yeah, yeah we'll get it's fine it. yeah it's fine it should be called Fine Night okay <laughs> it's fine yeah it was actually can I say what I yeah because um, I knew I wasn't going to enjoy this movie because it was three people who came in like they were sitting there early and just talking absolute shite before the movie started and I was like how I knew these people were morons was one of them was telling me about how not telling me they were telling each other but I was listening and it was like oh my friend got uh, laser eye surgery done she loves it and the other one was like oh that's great that's so interesting because one of mine did but it got overcorrected. and the third person there was like oh what do they have 3D vision now as opposed to what <laughs> normal vision is which to her I assume is 2D and she has no <laughs> concept of depth, depth perception no depth perception yeah <laughs> I was um, like, these are dumb people. And then me. they left early. They left early at the end, yeah, because they wouldn't shut the fuck up. Um, Sickening. Yeah. And then Mrs. Harris <laughs> goes to Paris. I want to see Mrs. Ha- now there, this is based on a book as well, and there is uh, sequels to that book with Mrs. Harris going to Moscow and uh, yeah, and to the White House and stuff like that. And I want to see it because Leslie Mann deserves all the movies ever from this, with this character. Mrs. Harris goes to Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Harris goes to space. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like the 22 Drum Street. Yes, yeah, that. Oh my God. We need that. We need that in our lives. Mm. Mrs. Harris on the 21 Jump Street team <laughs> with a Jonah Hill and a Channing Tatum. Or maybe, see, I don't think Jonah Hill's going to make movies anymore. Or maybe he will. I don't know. He's changing his name and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it, get him, get Mrs. Mrs. Harris in instead yeah. for, for Jonah Hill. Uh, Morbius as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'll appear later. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's kind of it. I don't know. There was, I, I just felt like... Funny, I, you, didn't have, you didn't mention Black Adam the second time. Well, I just said a yeah a prequel with um Pretty with someone else playing Doctor Fate maybe yeah again that could just be a whole different movie yeah but um Bullet Train I still think mm. what do we think or there could be other words other movies I missed Kimmy nah no 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 Moonfall two no two moon two fall <laughs> no Mars fall <laughs> um you so you think out of all those Bullet Train oh no Prey sorry. Yeah, I want to see a Prey sequel. I was, sequel, I was yeah. thinking Prey. Yeah, let's go Prey. Let's lock that in. Let's not overthink it. Okay, yeah. David proceeds yeah. to no, look off no, the distance yeah, and not overthink. I just want to see another... Bu- what happens if there's another bullet train? <laughs> oh, two bullet trains. Oh, it's like that classic math problem. It's like, so if one train, bullet train leaves here at this time, and they're, 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 they're going to crash into each other. Or they could do different modes we should of just we, we should just... Concord. Do a podcast of... Gary and David make sequel ideas for all the movies of 2022. That would be amazing. Avatar 2, Avatar 3, just one minute. Nuke the planet. <laughs> and it's, it's James Cameron apologising for what he did. One minute. I've just one minute one. of an apology of being yeah. like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I spent $460 million to make an absolute steaming pile of shit. I think you're being overly harsh, but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, pray. <laughs> pray winning. Uh, uh, Bla- Speaking of... Uh, 
piece of shit. Blatant yeah. book of the year, David. Oh, I love it. And the nominees are Amsterdam, Avatar 2, The Way to Water, <laughs> <laughs> Death on the Nile, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Jurassic World Dominion, Lightyear, and The Grey Man. Doctor Strange, that's harsh. That's blatant muck, David. That's it is blatant muck. We gave a blatant muck in everything. Yeah, and I didn't agree with it. Yeah, I but the producer that, did, that was which the was producer. multiverse, Gary. And that's the version of Gary that did like it. <laughs> um, straight off the bat, it is Jurassic World. Really? Yeah. Because I still think it's Avatar 2, The Way to Water. Mm. Potential versus an outcome. Well, Avatar 2 is only the second movie in that series. Jurassic World is the sixth. <laughs> but should we not know? But like, no, because no, because we we had we'd seen uh, Jurassic World two, and we knew it was going to be bad. Like, oh no, I, I on this are, pod, you, on this very podcast, I, I said, think, I think you you said I was that. Like, no, this could be. Guy, can you play the clip of you <laughs> saying that like Jurassic World three was going to be good? Uh, June tenth, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, you think you have a sneaky feeling that this could be good? I do have a sneaky feeling it's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, we were all young once. <laughs> um, I just think, like, how, how, e- how, oh, sorry, what am, I, what am I trying to say? How hard is it to get Jurassic, or sorry, dinosaurs wrong? There was no um, dinosaurs in the movie. Yeah, actually, have you seen that new movie with Adam Driver and the dinosaurs? Yeah, 65. 65, yeah. I'd be interested to see if they able, they're able to do a better dr- dinosaur yeah. movie than Universal. Because that's, I, I don't know if I asked you this on the podcast, but why hasn't other, why hasn't there been other movies about dinosaurs? I think they're just too expensive. Okay. Like, look at Blue People. That costs $460 million, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, fair enough. I just think, like, yeah, but, like, they could have a genre of movies. See, how do you, how do you, see, this is the problem, though. How do you, how do you... Differentiate. No, no, like, how, how does one make a movie about, like, what? what's the plot reason for dinosaurs? Time travel. Okay. That's just messy. I don't know, you, you could just have someone wake up in prehistoric times and just, like, surrounded by dinosaurs. Yeah, fair. Be fun, I don't know. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out next year with Adam Driver. I'm not a fucking writer. I'm not... What? I'm not a I'm sorry, what? Why have you never told me this? <laughs> You're off the pod, man. Um, Amsterdam, though, that's, like, that's blatant. Mo- you, David O. Russell, and all that cast, and it was, wow, it was bad. Yeah. That's like fair. that's and then also Death on the Nile and that's not really blatant muck that, that was oh, yeah I know we always knew that was going to be bad really but, oh, Death on the Nile yeah we knew it was going to be bad I was very disappointed with that really disappointed mm. like just just do a murder you mystery to- <laughs> just do a fucking murder mystery get Ryan Johnson in <laughs> get him the right stop to crying mate all these enough tears to fill the Nile yeah um, I was disappointed that's a, that's with a that a joke from uh, is it is it Lion and Death in the Nile where Gal Gadot is like here let me be Wonder Woman but also we've enough champagne to fill the Nile but I was saying about David and his tears instead hold on what? I'm trying and, and Light Year as well no I'm trying to just I'm trying to just think back okay of, of all the movies there okay which one was the, which one did we go to and was most full at the cinema so which one was like Avatar 2 that probably was Avatar 2 uh-huh. but again that was opening night Ooh. I just remember there was a huge packed out theater or cinema in for Death on the Nile, and I was like, "But that's not blatant muck, though." Oh, that's fair. Like Jurassic World three is two hours and forty minutes long. Yeah, and nothing happens, and there's not even like a proper dinosaur thing in it. There's yeah. a bit where she's crawling through the water, and that's it. That was, that was my favorite bit. That was that was pretty cool. <laughs> I can play the bit of Gary saying it, but I'm just gonna say it now. It's my favorite bit. But the Grey Man as well. Ryan, uh, Ryan, what's the name of any of those characters? 
M, is it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> K. So the gray man K? is all about K. Okay. No, that's that's yeah. Men in Black. Yeah. <laughs> the Gray Man is a movie about uh, Ryan Gosling. works for an agency, and they've turned on him, and he has to go rogue, and yeah. they send um, Chris Evans after him. But and see, he has again, a the thing with that is, I I always have this lower optimism for, for movies Netflix that are coming movies. out on Netflix. That's fair. And like I, I, the thing most most disappointing about that was they got Ryan Gosling on on and just he just doesn't know how to pick movies. Yeah, really? and he, that's a multi picture deal. That's his first ever multi picture deal. The Gray Man, poor guy. I don't think he's alright, David. Yeah, I think La La Land really fucked him up. No, then he was wasn't he? Uh, no, it's when he was playing um, Neil Armstrong. Yeah, mm. he was in space for too long. Did you hear about uh, Babylon? It's like three hours long. Yeah, it's not very good either. Apparently, yeah. What's with movies being three hours long now? I don't know. I think we should we, we should have another award being like, this movie was too damn long. Yeah. That, that could be one. Okay, Avatar wins. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Let's go. Okay. Go. What are we thinking? Uh, I think it has to be Jurassic World. Yeah. Fair. But I do, I do, I, I will make a point for Doctor Strange though, but I, I can concede <sighs> that. I can concede that Jurassic World is, uh, it's a movie about the multiverse and they go to one fucking multiverse. I think you just had too high expectations. I think the movie too. itself set those expectations up for me. Okay. And that's on the are, you gonna, are you going to sue Disney? Yeah. The same way I'm suing, I'm currently suing uh, the other play- crowd for not having Anna Armas in a movie. Oh, have you heard about this? No. Oh, there's a legit court case at the moment where someone is suing a company because, or a production company or studio, because Anna Armas was in the trailer and then she's not in the movie. Of what? Something I can't remember. Oh, it's not okay. a movie she's in, so I can't look it up. <laughs> oh, I can look it up fine. Anna Armas. Anna Armas. Oh, Yesterday. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so someone sued about that. <laughs> okay. But to be honest, I'd sue that company for making yesterday just because how bad it was. So ah, lad, yesterday was fine. Do you not remember the bit where you met that John was Lennon? Today. Do you not remember the bit where you met John Lennon? Oh, I hate that. Anyway, I was so done at that point. The man suffers no consequences for the, for his crimes. He didn't do any crimes. He did do crimes. He's gone Te- around. Technically, in that university, didn't not, do a crime. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> this is not the, <laughs> the Beatles didn't exist. Okay. Plus, he gave the the world back the Beatles songs. But it never even explained why it happened. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It does what do you mean? How, what a strangely specific thing to happen in a universe and then not Harry to be Potter explained. doesn't exist either. Neither do Isis. Yeah, but that's all like fucking set up in the universe. It all makes sense. This one fucking weird thing happens in a world and it's never explained. You know what I mean? It's like at least in Freaky Friday, we understand why the freakiness has happened on the Friday. But this movie doesn't set it up at all, David. <laughs> I think you're digging way too much into this. I think we need to give this award to Jurassic World Dominion to move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, so the next award is the Best Actor Award. Oh fuck. And we do have some. We have some fantastic nominees in here, but there's one who's missing. Oh okay. And it, the idea that this person would go home without a Gazi, I just thought was a crime and a shame. Knowing that it is the first Gazi uh, awards, so um, I Gazzies. just sorry. Golden Gazi. Yes, Golden Gazi. There is a. Very clear distinction. Okay. One is called Golden Gazzies. I can see this joke going a number of different ways. <laughs> no, it's going exactly the way you think it is. Don't you worry. And yeah, and I just think, you know, it, like 2022 was a good year for this actor, but like they've had highs, the highest of highs and most definitely the lowest of lows on years gone by. But I think it's important to, 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 to uh, uh, what's your word? Recognize that. Okay. You know, and recognize that this year was. And um, this 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 actor is one of their biggest, most out there roles that they've ever done in their life. So I think for that, for taking that leap, I swear it's going exactly how you think it is. Don't expect a twist. <laughs> so for taking that leap, you know what I mean, and and then just also providing us with years of fantastic cinema that I've covered extensively on this podcast. I think I've done their movies more than anyone else. Okay. Um, I'm still in my head trying to think of how I could twist it, but it, I swear no, it's going. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly where this is going. So I just think it's only fair that you know. Uh, 
this 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 podcast, besides giving this actor an entire month of episodes, I do think it's important that we give Nava native actor Pierce Brennan, uh, Pierce Brennan Brosnan the Lifetime Achievement Award <laughs> for the Golden Gazzies. And what's really exciting is I actually got him, uh, he pre-recorded a message to accept the award. And... Uh, and I just said, like, what does it mean uh, to... And I only asked him one question. I just said, what does it mean to win an award um, so prestigious coming from somewhere like Navin? Navin is deep in my heart on the banks of the Boyne there. Yeah. Across from the town, my grandfather, God bless him, built a lovely little bungalow and that was my home. I don't know if it's still there. Um, the funniest <laughs> bit about that clip is his accent just comes out when he says town. Yeah. He just goes town. Town. <laughs> Uh, so well, well done, well done, Pierce. Well, yes. not just on Doctor Fate uh, in Black Adam, but just all, all your fantastic movies like, um, like uh, The Lawnmower Man, The Matador, um, what other weird ones have I watched him in? The Only Living Boy in New York. What's your What's your favorite Pierce Brosnan movie, David? Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Would, would you say you have a second, or it's just like that's the only movie you can tolerate him in? Yeah. You've seen Seraphim Falls. He's very good in Seraphim Falls. I'm trying to think. I'd probably have to go into letterbox. I don't know. And that's not a good sign. Okay, well, let's move on to Mama best actor. <laughs> Is it Mamma Mia? <laughs> anyway. Let's move on to best actor, so. Just on best actor, I don't know if you saw my list originally. Oh, you've I've, changed it? I've since changed it. Okay. Did you see the one where it was the same name? Yes, I have to. Oh, okay, yes, I've reviewed that since it's changed. Okay. Yeah. So, the nominees for Best Actor of the Year is Angela Lansbury for Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, <laughs> Colin Farrell for The Batman, The Banshees of Inishir, After Yang, and 13 Lives, Ki-Hu Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Lashana Lynch for The Woman King, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Viola Davis for The Woman King. The other one actually just came to my head now, and this is... <laughs> Is uh, you're one out of Mrs. Harris and Leslie Mann for <laughs> Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. She's very nice. She's very good. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, I I, w- I wish I don't. Did she get nominated for the Golden Globes? I know the Golden Globes are fucking trash, mm. but they tend to nominate more people because they have it split into two. Yeah. Um. I feel like she should have got nominated for best comedy for best best actor comedy in a comedy. Yeah. Did comedy she? musical. She did. Oh, she did. Yeah. Hey. Oh, is she gonna win that? No, Michelle Yeoh will. Never mind. Um. Yes, so, yeah, like, again, I think there are, there's obviously better performances, I think, that we're just not talking about, but I think, I think these, all, all these performances, I think, are ones that we kind of weren't expecting to be as good as they were, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, I'd, like, I'd nearly include Paul Mescal in this, other than on the podcast, I've kind of trashed him, but he's actually fantastic in Aftersun, um, but I, I just think these are just roles where it's like, you didn't have to do this, like, you didn't have to knock it out of the park as much as you did, like, Angela Lansbury, for example, for, for, um, I'm saying that right, am I? Bassett. <laughs> Angela Bassett oh no um, Angela Bassett for Black Panther 2 like what's she doing giving a fucking speech like that in a Marvel movie no less Colin Farrell for any of the movies he did this yeah. year uh, Ki-Hu Kwan coming out of retirement to deliver such an emotional um, mo- with with a, a, a performance that starts off so like anyone could do that and then as the movie goes on you're just like wow I can't believe this guy has been sitting sitting on the uh, sidelines for so long yeah. uh, Lashana Lynch as well and especially Viola, Viola Davis yeah, for the world so Woman King and then Michelle Yeoh of course um, for everything ever all at once yeah um, fuck where do we go with this <laughs> okay well like I know who it's going to anyway okay but I guess we do have to give time to the other people okay um, look no I, I think everything no, everything we've said 
we've, and, we've and kind of covered all this before and we sorry this is the other thing is we've discussed this previously is this an award for a single performance or is this an award this is an award called best actor of the year okay so you can take that whatever way you like okay so I think we all know where this is going yes. but I will say I will, and we'll, we, we'll, we'll pad it out a bit we'll, we'll, we'll do a few laps of the yeah. laps of the track first okay um, yeah look I think like everything everywhere all at once again it, it's it's the case of like you have these actors giving emotional performance but also some of the action as well is, is incredible I know he's um, Ki Hu Kwan has a um, strong background in, in he's um, in something else now isn't he he's in something else lined up I feel is he in like he might yeah but no it's just like he has um, uh, his background in stunts and stuff so obviously he bringing that to the table was huge as well but um, then I mean I, I, I had said it at the time as well when we were talking about Woman King like I'd say that is just an action director away from being like Oscar mm-hmm. Oscar Best Picture worthy like and it may still get nominated for Oscar um, Best Picture but like I think just for me uh, the uh, some of the action direction kind of took it away took away from it but that uh, has nothing to say about the that's nothing to say about the um, performances, which were absolutely incredible. Like, I think Viola Davis. What was the the um, review again? Viola Davis does snot crying like no one yes. else, which is just it's true. Like, uh, or why can no one leave her alone when she's trying to take a bath? Yeah, Hugh <laughs> uh, Quan's in the new season of Loki. That's why I knew he was doing something oh, big, okay. uh, which is fantastic. This guy was retired, and then all of a sudden he's in a Marvel project, and yeah. one of the better ones that's come out recently. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think Viola Davis. I was watching her variety thing with Jennifer Lawrence, and she's just like like the way she speaks about the movie is just like you can see how much it means to her both like the movie itself and then like what it means to be a as she says like a 56 or 57 year old actress to pull off a performance yeah. like this when she's not known for it whatsoever yeah. um, and and how um, she was talking about the like you know you do you, you do a you do like something like offences and everyone's like hey, look at that performance it's so nuanced yeah. but yet all of a sudden you put the word action on something and it's not taken as serious yeah exactly and I think um, the, the performance she gives here and like I said also who the Gazi winning the Gazi winning actress as well uh, or actor uh, Lashana Lynch uh, as well who I thought was fantastic and you know having seen her in um, what you call it James Bond and that other bad Marvel movie called Doctor Strange we gave that right in the book of the year no we didn't no we didn't and no no <laughs> no, no no laughs no okay fine <laughs> Gary, if you could just put in a little, a little giggle there, just to make my ego feel good. And um, what you call it? Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I was so happy to kind of see how she's going. And then like Viola Davis, she's already like at the top. Like I think she just needs to maybe win best another. I don't know. What does what does she do next, Viola Davis? What's next for her? Like she's got the Oscars. She's mm. done. She does the superhero movie. She's done the action movie. She produce direct yeah. <laughs> direct. I don't know, yeah. I just feel like she's like yeah. I, she gets nominated more than like she probably gets nominated for the, on the same frequency nearly as so this Meryl is the thing that she, I assume she'll be up for um, main actor not supporting depends they, they might they... try and throw throw away well I hope not because I want Kerry Condon to win for Banshees she, she will not well Viola Davis though I think could nah, take she... it away from her <laughs> um, no because that's that could be yeah that could make things interesting if if she's in supporting actor instead of yeah. uh, main, because she got I don't know she you could argue that she is somewhat of a supporting actor. Mm. She's not in it that she is in it that much, but like the main focus isn't on her in a way. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, Michelle Yeoh I do hope wins the Oscar though for mm. it because I think she, that's um a performance like I said like you said there just that ties in the action so well. Yeah. I just think that's like incredible. 
And she she literally had so much to do considering like it is a multi, well, it's a proper multiverse movie yeah. and the fact that like you're going from one place to another and mm-hmm. she had to do so many different yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. A proper a proper multiverse yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And uh I just love that I get to reuse all my jokes from the, all the other episodes. Um and I think that's it. Oh, oh we forgot someone, David. Yeah. So, so this is the thing. Like, I know with a lot of his movies, um, I, I assume some of them were probably backed up from COVID and stuff. Must be, yeah. After um, Yang has that feel to it. Yeah. And and I've always said, like, no, I've always said about, like, you have, an, uh, the, sorry, the year, I can't remember what the year was, 2017, 20s, yeah, I'm going to say 2017, was the year that um, Hugh Jackman did Logan mm-hmm. in March and then the greatest showman in December and whatever yeah. you think about the greatest showman fair enough but you can understand like the range he had to he had to have to do those two performances yeah. and yet he didn't get nominated he definitely should have got nominated for Logan um, but didn't let me look at, let me look into that while you're talking um, so we can get about it too. and that's why I've always said like you have these these awards for um, like performances like one off performances which is, is fair enough yeah like it, I mean uh, certain performances should be kind of uh, awarded that way but I definitely think there's a gap in the market for awards where it's just like you've put in two or three performances some of them are like so different some of them and I, again it's diff- it's diff- difficult for some actors because you don't have so many movies coming out in a single year but I mean they could do it every decade or something like that you could have you know. see I think subconsciously um, awards committees and stuff do take that into account yeah. that they'll be like look the performance might not be good but it's like what the actors output this year yeah. I'm going to nominate him for for this or nominate her for this award yeah, you know yeah. what I mean so I think there is a, some element of that that is, it is kind of done because yeah. realistically all these committee members don't watch all the movies yeah oh exactly yeah and um, also the people who got nominated for best actor that year instead of uh, Hugh Jackman were Denzel Washington for Roman J S. Israel Esquire which I haven't seen I don't know, no, I don't know. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out never uh, Daniel Day-Lewis for The Phantom Thread which I haven't seen, so I can't say anything. Yeah. Uh, little boy Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. No. And the person who won Gary Oldman for Darkest Air. No. I can't believe Gary Oldman won and Daniel Kaluuya didn't. Now that I think, now that I'm looking uh, at uh, it. Muck. Yeah, is it? Anyway. Patrick Sheard also didn't get nominated, did he? Uh, well, who can we give out to about this? Um, no. Oh, but I'll tell you who I loved. Oh, yeah, this is bullshit. So Sam Rockwell won for three billboards mm-hmm. and Woody Harrison was nominated and then Willem Dafoe for the Florida Project, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And then Richard Jenkins got nominated for The Shape of Water and I don't remember who that character is and that's so I'm going to say he shouldn't have got nominated. <laughs> and there's also Christopher Plummer for uh, All the Money in the World, which I'm actually quite happy he got nominated because he's... Instead of... Yeah. Oh, we still beep that name? We'll find out later. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, like it's getting an, all the way back around, you turning back to my point just have like four different performances mm-hmm. this year from one actor in four different types of movies. Mm-hmm. Some of them are action movies, some of them are quiet dramas, some of them are historical based, um, you know, I'm going to say drama again. Mm-hmm. Um, tragedy movies, they're like tragedy. an Apollo 13 kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then the final one was probably one of the best movies that was ever <laughs> made. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it has to go to Colin Farrell. Like, yeah. no, but it's just like, and I do think, like again, I don't think there's any one performance of his that is probably maybe better than the likes of maybe Michelle Yeoh know, for yeah. I think all at once. But I just think from like I think what well, Banshee's probably actually is it's definitely up there with that. But like even just like the Batman, and I just you know I love giving a silly award. So I think this giving Colin Farrell this means that we get to a or like what you call it appease your need for trying to actually give people who deserve the awards 
the awards yeah. and then me being like wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if we gave it to Colin Farrell for the Penguin, the Penguin. which we've technically done so I'm a big fan of that yeah yeah so well done to Colin Farrell the best actor of the year Golden Gazi Award um, right okay this next award that can go up on the mantelpiece with all his other guesses uh, yeah exactly yeah. but this is the first one he's got for this is the first one, proper one he's got now this yeah, year yeah. Um, this one is called The Bestest Littlest Boy so there's four nominees for The Bestest Littlest Boy there's Pinocchio from the Disney one Pinocchio from the Guillermo del Toro one Timothy Chalamet from Bones and All and little boy Tom Holland from Uncharted so David now, okay, we need to think, we need to break this in. Okay. Who is the bestest of these boys, but also who is the littlest of these boys? So we really do need to, like... Height? Yeah, that's what I mean. You know okay. what I mean? Like, height-wise, but also bestest. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I think the worst is probably little boy Timothy Chalamet, because he eats people. He does. <laughs> that's true. That's true, David. But see, you have to remember, like, it's it, it's not easy being a little boy on the big screen. You know what I mean? To have such a little presence in a big movie, it's it's something to command. This is the joke. <laughs> this is going on. This is why you want the time codes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you can just yeah. skip right through. Like, you know, it could be a little story, but a big, big studio making it as well. Yeah. You know? And it could be shit. It could be shit. You know what I mean? And that's why you got to have the best as little as boy. I, I actually did watch some clips from um, Disney Pinocchio. Wow. It's very bad, yeah. Yeah, it's not good, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And I wouldn't say he's the best as a little boy, but he's very good at being a little boy. Yeah. Could, is he the best? Who's to say? Does it look... He looks... Yeah, it's, it's fucked. It's, oh, it's, it's just don't watch it. It's so bad. It's so off boy. Yeah. Now, I will say also, like, uh, T- Tom Holland, he wasn't very much of a little boy in this no, now. less of a little boy. But he was probably... He was very good. Very good. Mm. He, he did manage to... to Shed the uh, yeah. persona of, of a did, little boy. He did manage to jump out of that plane. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we can give best as little as boy. <laughs> you should have seen me when I like. The fact is, like, you have to think. Just imagine it. Like I'm watching a movie, or I'm on the bus, or something. And all of a sudden, I was like, and I just open my notes. I have to write the words best as little as boy. <laughs> I'm I'm literally just ro- going through my head like what other movies was there like oh I was also going to nominate I had a whole thing where I was going to put Pierce Brosnan in every category and then be upset no and then be upset that he didn't win that I'd give him Lifetime Achievement Award so okay. that was, I decided against it um, maybe, okay. maybe the kid from Black Phone is he a best little boy he is a very good little boy David but unfortunately he didn't get nominated okay. and it's, it's between the two wooden boys and the two boys we do funny voices for <laughs> and by that I mean one voice is a Bad Cockney British voice, and the other one sounds like we're having a stroke. We're like big boy, little, little, little big boy, little movie, little movie, big boy. So, um, this is this this is just for the OG fans. You know what I mean? This, I think, is, this is their yeah, award. I think it's Guillermo. Guillermo's little, okay. Well, little boy. okay. Well, it's unfortunately you're going to be overruled here because it's always Timothy Chalamet because he's the bestest little boy. I think it's Guillermo, but okay, okay. Well, we could go to the committee, which is um, Predator. What do you think? See, Predator kind of eats people as well, maybe. So yeah. he agrees, and he okay, thinks Timothy yeah, Chalamet is the best. He's going. the bestest littlest boy. Yes. Yeah, I can see it. He probably sees a bit of his son in him. Exactly, there yeah. you go. Okay, let's move on to Worst Actor of the Year. Whoop, whoop. You didn't nominate anyone, David. Uh, okay, so it's 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 important to clarify that the, both the Worst Actor and the Worst Movie Awards are already, they're already locked in. Don't worry. Oh, what we've are you locked, We've locked it in. What are you talking about? I've locked it in. Well, okay. <laughs> we've locked it in straight But away. I haven't. Um, Can so, I read the so all all this discussion, this is just this is just for you, just to pat it out, as yeah, we said. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, if you want to, if you want to, I have to do my, I have to do my nominees. Okay, good. And the nominees for the worst actor of the year: Jimmy Fallon for Marry Me and Spirited, Renee Jean, uh, Regé Jean Page for The Grey Man, Dave Franco for Day Shift, and that's all that. And Michael Flatley for Blackbird. <laughs> okay, so, so, and I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna take this seriously. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. No, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it seriously. But I'm gonna, I have, I have like an Uno reverse thing. I have like something in the back. I have a trap hole. I have a, I have are, a monster reborn. Are you playing devil's advocate? <laughs> no, 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 no. What's the name of this award? Worst actor. Okay. okay. Is Michael Flatley an actor? Did he put himself in his own movie? Is yes, as a producer. But is he an actor, David? Are you? I no, because if we give him this award, we validate that he's an actor. I don't care. He gets the award. <laughs> no, what are you talking? Because we can't call him an actor. Because then we, we, we're like we're yeah. feeding into his fever dream that he's an actor. Yeah. We can't give him that award, David. <laughs> Not when there's a Jimmy Fallon waiting for an award over there, David. Uh, you didn't see Marry Me. <laughs> oh, I fucking saw Spirited though, which is why I threw in that he's also nominated for Spirited. Is he in it long? Uh, he no, he does like a talk show appearance thing. I think isn't it? I can't remember. And then there's a whole sing song at the end, and uh, this slight spoiler for Spirited. And there's a whole sing song where every, like they're all like singing the same song, but like different events in the movie kind of thing like that. Like obviously when they were shooting it, and then all of a sudden Jimmy Fallon appears and he's singing. I'm like ah, <laughs> I forgot he was in this movie completely. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> um, um, fine. You want to give it to Michael Flatley, I guess. I mean, like if anyone, yes, I know. If like, anyone saw that movie? I know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, you can give it to someone else no, in the movie. No, 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 Do you no. want to give it to who's the bad guy? Uh, the bad guy, uh, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Do you want to give it to him? No, we will give it to Michael Flatley. Michael Flatley. Okay. Because now he has two awards. He has the Monaco Film Festival <laughs> Best Actor Award and best, the Golden Gazi Award. Was best streaming movie. Oh, best streaming. It doesn't matter. Don't legitimize that. <laughs> Don't give him the actual I, th- name. I think he made that up. Oh, he did. Yeah, he gave him a lot of money. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, gosh, and now he has a just guess for the great- just just to go through. Okay, Dave Franco was bad. No, but I think he was miscast. I think we scrapped this award next year. I don't yeah. like doing the best actor anymore. You don't I, like doing the best actor? The worst actor, <laughs> the worst sorry. Actor, yeah. And I don't like doing worst movie because I find myself watching trash. Yeah. I think we need to rethink these awards next mm. year. We should have a production meeting about this sometime soon. Do you want to have it on, on this? Yeah, we'll, do, we'll, we'll stack it up, stick it on at the end. Stick it on at the end with all the awards that didn't get in. What else did I have here? Best Gary. <laughs> I did have one actually. This is a little okay. First of all, we'll, we'll, we'll squeeze this in very quickly. Uh, so the worst actor award goes to uh, Michael Flatley for Blackbird. Okay, moving on to best cameo of the year. Go so ahead. obviously slight spoilers, spoilers in this, but uh, the nominees for best cameo are Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza, Woody Harrelson for Triangle of Sadness, John Slattery for Confess Fletch, Channing Tatum for Bullet Train, and Conan O'Brien for Weird Al Yankovic. So this again comes back to which one was the best, but which one was the cameoist? Mm. I still think um, it's Bradley Cooper. It's out. Well, it's Bradley yeah. Cooper. Oh, well, hey, we could get around to that. Well, we're on schedule, mate. <laughs> um, John Slattery was very funny as well, but yeah, you probably should give it to Bradley Cooper. And I think Woody Harrelson was in it for too, too long. long. Yeah, I was and he's on the poster. And then Channing Tatum on Bullet Channing Tatum Bullet Train. Like any other year, I think he could have got that. It's the That's one where he's like, I, I want to make like I'll give you two hundred dollars if he's like, oh, is it sex stuff. <laughs> like it's so funny like it's between his his uh, cameo with that and Free Guy he's yeah. doing some great cameos yeah. he's just he's just loving it I don't know I, just, I was really happy with that yeah fair yeah because it wasn't like he he didn't take it to look cool he like literally took it because it was funny, funny and I appreciate yeah. that because Jack yeah, Taylor yeah. could be making ma- magic mic things for yeah. him you know what I mean okay no that's fair no but it's Bradley Cooper <laughs> but then also Conan O'Brien like but see that's yeah I suppose he's the one there it's like you don't know it's Conan O'Brien ah uh, you do if you're uh, if you've been to his shows like I have okay I thought he was well kind of concealed. Yeah. 
Or I was going to put like someone else from, or all the cameos from uh, the Weird Al movie. Yeah, I suppose. Because uh, Con- yeah, Conan O'Brien's doing a uh, Andy Warhol impression, and he was on a show talking about it, and they're like, "What did you prep? Did you do?" He goes, "Oh, I didn't know prep. I just, yeah. I just was told to be weird and gangly, and yeah. I just did that waffle." Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like it's Bradley. It's the Coops. It's one of the. It's like it's so. And funny. again, it's probably our bias again, but it's just so bombastic from the minute he shows up on screen. <laughs> so in this movie, Licorice Pizza, we've got the character called Gary and he's trying to woo this like woman who's much older, not much older than him. Like he's he what, is. 15 and she's like 22 or something. Mm. And uh, he has a he has a business making, uh, selling water beds. And uh, he goes to um, Barbara Streisand's Barbara house Streisand, yeah. and her partner at the time, a Hollywood producer whose name I can't remember. John. I can look into it. Why'd you make me, what is John something. John Peters. John Peters. And uh, and he just he's just this fucking coked up fucking <laughs> manic lad who's just like so serious but so playful at the same time and yeah. is also trying to like hit on hit on the girl and he talks about how he's getting <laughs> and, all the tail and it's his and it belongs to him. And then and then like he, he leaves screen and then he comes back on screen and it's just oh, it's so good. It's so funny. I and like I don't like that movie, but I will watch that clip forever because yeah. it's so because of his performance yeah. in it. Because I was nearly gonna put him in best actor because of like how much he just stole that movie. Yeah. It's my favourite part of that movie. I can't really remember what the plot was. <laughs> there was not even a pizza, David. Yeah, it was uh you what was that? What was the P- licorice pizza again? It's it's a uh, oh, vinyl, a vinyl, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, congratulations to uh, Bradley Cooper for a best cameo of the year. Awesome. Best ensemble. So the nominees are Ooh. Banshees of Nishiran, Barbarian, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, the, ba- the Batman, The Menu, and Windfall. I watched the um, the old Knives Out. I didn't finish it, but I'm starting to think that's a lot better than the the new one. I disagree. Okay. I think the first one is the best at being Knives Out. Okay. And the second one is not a Knives Out. I know it's a Knives Out mystery, but it's a different story. It's a different type Mm. of mystery movie. And I think that's why I liked it so much, because I wasn't a big fan of the first one. I thought it was fine. I just didn't really get the hype everyone else was kind of saying Mm. about it. But I just think the second one is just much more of a... I don't know. The first one is very good. I still still prefer the second one, though. I, I it's just kind of what came to my head when I was watching it is like all the characters in it are just like so caricatured but I, maybe that's what they were going for in the second one yeah oh yeah 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 I kind of yeah, I still yeah. think the cast is better in the first one though yeah yeah spoiler that's not getting the award no okay <laughs> <laughs> um Barbarian you put Barbarian in yeah a tight cast mm, three like, maybe four three five yeah could be six and I mean like I don't think I've seen Barbarian <laughs> <laughs> everyone does a good job in it like yeah. I mean I think Naomi Campbell kind of... Uh, what's the name I can't No. <laughs> Naomi... Um, Georgina Campbell? Georgina Campbell, sorry. <laughs> Georgina, so there's uh, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, Georgina Campbell, and other people. Yeah. But I just think she kind of carries it because she's probably in it the most. Okay, Bill Skarsgård's in it. He's so well cast. And he was just... I think he's just really well cast, but also he just pulls off awkward, mm-hmm. but also sinister yeah <laughs> no and like that's the thing so the whole thing again if you haven't seen Barbarian go watch it I don't really want to spoil it here yeah. still because I want everyone to go see this movie yeah. Um, but like the, there's an inherent threat in this movie that we're not too sure where it's coming from but we've got all we're presented with is this very nice lovely guy Bill Skarsgård's playing mm-hmm. and you're like oh he couldn't hurt her but yet he looks like a ghoul <laughs> and you're like I, I, you're doing all the right things Billy but you look you look like you're about to haunt this fucking house. So you just can't trust them. Yeah, you look like Pennywise. Yeah, exactly. Which I just think well, he's so well cast. Um, and then Justin Long. 
I don't think Justin Long is outstanding, but he does exactly what he needs to, and he's just so. I think he's he plays it so well. Yeah. I think he's just so used to playing that type of character. He's playing like this Hollywood exe- Hollywood actor, actor yeah. who is like quite just like a up his own hole effectively. Yeah. But then also there's kind of a not sinister. There's some sort of a uh, background to his character yeah, that's behind the scenes, kind behind of things the scenes, and on. he plays that element of it quite yeah. well, as I thought too. Yeah. Um, which again, I don't know what Justin Long's range is like, but. Yeah. I suppose it just in terms of the award, it probably doesn't deserve to be here in terms because it's like ensemble. I mean, ensemble is usually a huge cast, mm-hmm. whereas this is like this time. Well, we just named three actors there. Yeah. When you look at Banshees, we're probably talking about four as well. Well, the two lads, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Banshees, like that. That's definitely up there for me for like the best ensemble because they all they're all like everyone in that like there's no one who you could think like oh but what if we cast this person yeah. you know what I mean. Or even the old woman. The old woman's fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the even the oh the I think this wins. Yeah. Because it's the fucking animals as well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. the animals I include. Like not many not many movies this year had a great ensemble that yeah. had fantastic animals, animals in it as well. well. Yeah. Except even for like, the Batman. That even like the guard, she goes into the shop as well. The, the nosy shopkeeper. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um. What else we got here? The Batman. But everyone's great in Batman. I yeah. I still think John Totoro was miscast. Yeah, fair. And Paul Dano was fantastic. And Selena Kyle. And Alfred was good. Yeah, I just think it was the, um, what you call it, Falcon was miscast. Yeah, fair. And then Menu, top notch as well. Yeah. Wouldn't menu recast anyone. Great. Yeah, the the waiter girl. Although, she was great. Although I could see, I could see it being way more star-studded than it is. Like no, I could, I could, no, yeah, but, I can understand. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I could see, I could put this, I could see that cast. I could see that movie being better with a better cast. I'm not saying it's bad yeah, or by any means. I, I'm just saying, like, I think the problem there is you're you're taking away from the two leads. But that's it. Yeah, uh, I think so. As well, yeah. So, and I mean, like, it, I just think like you would have there, there was such a big focus on number one, Ralph Fiennes, but number two, uh, Nicholas Holt and Anya Taylor Joy, and then like I just feel like you could put, I don't know. Who's, who who would do a movie like that? Idris Elba. Put Idris Elba in the corner. You're just like, what's what's going on? Ah, yeah, fair, yeah, Something like that. Yeah. I just, no, that makes sense, yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of the names that were there, I mean, they all did a good job. I think, like having seen John Guzamo in uh, Violent Night, you're like, wow. <laughs> you really put in a strong yeah, performance exactly. over there. Yeah, exactly. fucking tried. <laughs> um, and Windfall, again, three cast member. I wouldn't say it's... The, I think is it the writing or is it the performance yeah I think that's that's what it comes down to for me and yeah. I'm not going to look into it so no <laughs> yeah Fair. and um, yeah I think it has to be uh, Banshees yeah that's because put it this way it's also it's also a movie where I was like I could be like I would say all the four main characters could get Oscar nominations yeah. if not win yeah. well not Brendan Gleeson he won't win and I don't think well Kerry Condon might no that's Angela Bass that, Angela Lansbury's <laughs> Angela Lansbury <laughs> and she's getting that and then Posthumously, I'm trying to think who could be who's up for like best supporting. Probably Kihu Kwan, be either him or Barry Keoghan. Barry Keoghan and Brendan Gleeson were nominated for uh, critics, Golden Globes, and critics. Mm. Think so. I I would give it to Barry over Brendan. Although I'd like Brendan to have an Oscar. Mm. The two lads, the two lads with Oscars at the end. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we're giving it to Banshees. Banshees. Well, congratulations, Banshees, the winners of the best ensemble of the year. See, there's a, a huge leaning towards Irish films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I think> so. <laughs> um, 
Right, we're on to the silly one again. Another one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, go well, I've, st- I've st- staggered these poorly. Uh, this is the call. This is the award called the Best Gary in a Motion Picture for okay, 2022. Yes. So there's five nominees. So there's Gary from Meet Cute, played by Pete Davidson. Wait, what? Uh, Pete Davidson plays a character called Gary in Meet Cute. What's Meet Cute? It's a movie about a woman who can time travel, I think, to have a planned Meet Cute with Peter Davidson. It's played, uh, she. Pl- it's Kelly Kuokoko. Never heard of I that. saw the trailer. She said the name Gary. I was like... <laughs> going on the list <laughs> nice. I was like I'm not watching it but it's on the list um, as you can see there is not many options this year uh, Moonfall yeah the Gary from Moonfall so I have to do this properly so the nominees for best Gary in a motion picture is Gary from Meet Cute Gary from Moonfall Gary from Spirited Gary from Licorice Pizza or Gary from something from Tiffany's um, nice so the Gary from Moonfall is someone that just gets shared up yeah. The Gary from Spirited is someone who just gets shared up. <laughs> the Gary from Licorice Pizza is a main character. Gets shared up by many gets people. Gets shared up by Brandon Cooper. And <laughs> um, the Gary from Gary from uh, something from Tiffany's. <laughs> Maybe we should be called Gary from Tiffany's. Uh, something from Tiffany's is Lily told me that there's a Gary in that movie, so I was like, it's on the list. <laughs> nice. So, okay, there's two ways to look at this thing. <laughs> Just so stupid. <laughs> Still, I look at this. Do we give it to the Moonfall one because it's such a funny scene? Or do we give it to the Gary from Licorice Pizza because that's a character that says more than one fucking line? <laughs> nah, it's gone straight to Moonfall. Moonfall, Gary wins. <laughs> best Gary in a motion picture. Right. Uh, yeah, worst such a hillbilly, movie of the year. So we've got eight nominations for this. And again, people, we all know where it's going. Don't okay. worry about it. Your... The nominations for the worst movie of the year are Blackbird, Cheaper by the Dozen, Fall, Firestarter, Moonfall, Morbius, Sneakerella, and The Bubble. So, See, it, so it, once again, if we give this worst movie, you're saying it's a movie. I was just going to say, I was going to actually leave the room because Gary's seen all these movies and I haven't. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, it was so fun actually looking at this list again because I was like, man, Firestarter, Sneakerella, Chief by the Dozen. Like, I've lost my mind watching those movies. And like, at some point I'm like, see, this is the thing. It's okay. Here's my thing about worst movies. And I didn't want to put Blackbird number one, but it is the worst movie. Mm-hmm. However, I think of all those movies on my top 10 worst list, it's the one I enjoyed the most. Okay. And I, in my head, I was just like, I would love to, like, so next year, I'd love to watch a bad movie to know it was a bad movie for the funny element of it. Yeah. Rather than watch The Grey Man, which is just nothing yeah. of a movie and is bad in that sense. Yeah. Whereas, Cheap by the Dozen, I, I like, I. I'll never forget it though. <laughs> yeah. Same with Sneakerella. Same with Moonfall and Morbius. And well, the, no, the bubbles. The bubbles muck. Bubbles muck. Yeah, we give it to the bubble. No, okay, we give it to Blackbird. Fine. It's absolutely Blackbird. Why? Come on, have a bit of Christmas spirit, David. Bla- uh, actually, do you know what? I could be tempted to, for the bubble. The bubble Ooh. was fucking muck. I sense. There was I more sense than, a weakness. <laughs> there was more than one TikTok dance. Was, was there three? Three there's, TikTok dances? I don't know. It's too many. No, we'll give it to Blackbird, but I will say, like, Firestarter's fucking hot trash. Yeah. Like, I, but I'm not going to give it to a movie you haven't seen because, okay. because I don't think you'll believe me it's worse than, than Blackbird. I don't know. I, I can't believe anything is worse than Blackbird. Um, like, I've seen The Room and it's like, mm-hmm. it's just a bit better than that. <laughs> Maybe just because it's shorter. Yeah. Okay, we're giving it to Blackbird. Yeah, absolutely. Fine movie. The movie of the year, worst movie of the year goes to Blackbird. Yeah, it's like, and you know what? The, this is this is section another, is over, David. Yeah, this is just We're moving on. It's just uh, this is just what I wanted to, I wanted to mention is that the the annoying thing for me is when I went to see Blackbird. Mm-hmm. Okay, the cinema was definitely busier than Brian what, Charles. No, not even Brian Charles. On Colin Kuhn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like. 
but of course, like it has, to, Colin Keown has to get some awards buzz before anyone goes to see it or anyone even takes. Would any you say more it. people in Ireland this year have seen Blackbird instead of on Colin Keown? I don't know how many theatres actually released Blackbird because you remember what happened like it was in Omniplex and then it left and yeah. then it came back yeah. so I don't know how many theatres actually did that but I would probably say more people I would say saw more, Blackbird would say more Omniplex anyway yeah I would say that yeah. it was definitely showing more yeah there you go <laughs> so by definition <laughs> which is disgraceful wow. really isn't it oh I love it no I do hate it no I no I'm, no because I like the See, and this was fantastic. It's still not on streaming because he knows he can't release it on streaming because it'll be ripped to shreds then. Mm. And that's what I love. I just, I just love that it was so bad. Like, it's just so bad from every element of yeah. it. And I just think like, wow, what a wild misfire. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, like if it was average, I would hate it because at least he'd be like, oh, well, some people liked it. Mm. Nobody liked this movie. And that's what I think is fantastic about it. It's like when Jamie Heaslip was like, should I start a podcast? It was overwhelming no. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's just such a great public shaming of, yeah. a, of his reputation that I think is why that movie getting the sort of attention it, it did makes it worthwhile mm, yeah um but just sorry just on that point um the the only thing that was kind of um was pushing me in the direction of bu- on the bubble yeah. is that you have so many people that were attached to that that have done good things mm-hmm. like some really good kind of comedic actors you have pedro pascal how did they get pedro pascal to do that so i still think my, my whole thing with this movie is um People were lured lured in by oh my god isn't it funny to make a movie about like the experience we got, went through during COVID and like that's what that was the hook that got people in rather than like a script yeah I suppose like we'll do some TikTok dances yeah I, and yeah I, like so in terms of just like the ability for to to make something good like Blackbird was never going to be good mm-hmm. but like the people that are attached to the bubble should have made something even legitimately good where it, w- it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, should have to as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So well, let's move on. Let's move on. Do you want to do best Gary, David and Gary movie of the year? Okay, go for it. Okay, I have to find it. One second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the nominees for best Gary and David movie of the year are Brian and Charles, Bullet Train, Windfall, Triangle of Sadness, and Confess Fletch. Do we want to kind of explain what we're... What nope. the award is for? <laughs> Just... Nope. <laughs> I'm sure people get it, get nope. it from the uh, nominations. Um, maybe. But I prefer the mayhem uh, no this is just movies that uh, people who've listened to this podcast all year just know that there's just a certain type of silly movie that we probably give better reviews for because of its silliness rather yeah. than its actual um, and I believe rightly so rightly so well like look I think I think okay so what is a Gary and David movie like is it a movie that the critics we like but critics don't because it's silly or is it just the silliness of it that's good because like I look at Brian and Charles that's a silly movie we love but mm-hmm. the critics like it whereas something like Bullet, Bullet Train, Train and Windfell didn't get the critics didn't love it and we loved it because yeah. it's silly yeah again this is the most self-indulgent thing Isn't I think it? I've ever done on exactly, the podcast yeah what a way to isolate people yeah well I mean it's just that type of movie that is just what is like it's no the, these oh movies, sorry they're, I they're, you were, no no there's just they're the type of movie where it's like there are certain bits where it's just mayhem. Like mm-hmm. I, the, the only thing I can kind of compare it to is if in, in the bit in Confess Fetch, it's just like you're in a kitchen. There's a dog peeing. There's fire. There's <laughs> and the and the, uh, and the actress is just like oh cool yeah ah oh, yeah. And then the scene in uh, Triangle of Sadness on the boat where boat. everyone's vomiting yeah. Or the scene in a Bullet Train with 
I don't know, the toilet. Any bits with uh, tangerine and yeah. lemon. <laughs> or the bit in Brian and Charles where... I don't know, anything with Charles. Anything with Charles. Anything where we're being cheeky little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, bit, I don't think... The I don't bit th- where your man comes in and he's checking the boiler and uh, <laughs> Charles is, is hiding. Oh, my God. If it, if anyone, if you ever get a chance to see that movie, watch it. Yeah, please, because I don't think, as much as we've talked about the podcast, yeah, I still I, don't think anyone's watched it. <laughs> I don't think it's even a good movie. I just think we love it. I just, it's just such a cheeky boy, David. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything else in the Gary and David. No, that's I'm just fair. doing a quick glance. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. The first thing that came to my head was Brian and Charles, but I can be swayed. I think we should go Brian and Charles. The other thing was I I was going to specify that we it had to be a movie that we went to see together, but oh. that would take Confess Fletch out and Bullet Train and Windfall and Windfall. <laughs> so of the <laughs> so of the five movies I've named, but. It's fine, but no. But I still think. I but I still think it's because no, because like something like Windfall and something like Bullet Train, like I watched it and I'd be like, David will love this. And then when I saw your view go up, I was like, exactly, like yeah, hundred percent. Like this is exactly what I expected yeah. David to think of it. So yeah. I think that's why even if we didn't see it together, it's still yeah, like the fair. understanding of like you'll love this. Yeah. I feel like I watched something recently where I, I thought the same. I can't recall. I just I just remember, and it was very. It was very um, particular in uh, Triangle of Sadness because we were in screen nine where mm-hmm. there were about 22 seats and uh, no one was laughing except for I us. I don't think... That, people, were, people were like, oh, this is enjoyable. Yeah. But I think... I just <laughs> think there was another... Fuck, could it be... Tri- no, no. It's not Triangle of Sadness because that's yeah. only the middle of that movie. Yeah. Okay. I think Brian Charles. Yeah. Brian and Charles Petriscu. Oh, yes. After the whole thing. The winner of the best David and Gary movie of the year goes to Brian and Charles. Woo! Okay. Uh, this one okay and the next category now is most anticipated movie of the year this is our collection most anticipated movies of the year I was going to say like one of us would have to we would have to say it's the best movie of 2023 so that when we uh, covered it we could play back us uh-huh. saying it with that yeah. and then for it to be wrong but I think we'll go with most anticipated yeah nominees for most anticipated movie of 2023 are Oppenheimer Across the Spider-Verse Dune 2 The Flash Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and Barbie The Flash yeah I can't wait for that fucking dumpster fire of a movie to come out like every like every week it's like Henry Cavill's in Henry Cavill's out <laughs> Michael Keaton's in Ben Affleck's out <laughs> it's just every week like I can't wait Ezra, Ezra Miller's out Ben Affleck's directing <laughs> yeah I just it, there's so much fucked with it I uh, cannot wait for it to come out okay. I'm so excited sorry, I, I, I can you see now sorry because you when you mentioned it first I thought it was going to be like the best movie mm-hmm. of 2023 but it's not it's, it's the most, most anticipated, anticipated yeah. because like and James Gunn now in charge of DC like what's he going to do with the ending now because they've reshot some stuff recently yeah. as well like oh my god I cannot wait it's gonna be so, like as I've, I, like it's, apparently it's testing quite well so like I'm intrigued to see it from the concept yeah. anyway but the whole point of the movie was to reset DC to like the new fucking timeline with Michael Keaton as Batman and the new sub- Superwoman and yeah. all that sort of sorry Supergirl and Batgirl oh, that's all gone now what the fuck is this movie for I cannot I can't wait me I can't wait <laughs> Yeah, fair. I, and when is that coming out? That's oh, not soon enough. <laughs> me, I, fuck, I'll tell you. Oh, like, I'm stuck because, in this accent. I'm so sorry. It, it is just the type of thing where, I mean, they don't help themselves. Do you reckon they just pull it all together? Uh, they could. June. They've 16th. done it. And this whole discovery thing as well. They're trying to sell DC. Yeah. I mean, to Universal. But see, they needed to be profitable, which means they need to have it in order. Which is why they got James Gunn in. Yeah. So, but this is what this flash. It's gonna be such a. 
so and yeah. Ezra Miller as well like we're not even talking about the whole like abuse charges yeah. against him and everything oh and Michael Keaton is Batman <laughs> wait this is like, the old Batmobile the old Batmobile <laughs> oh wow I can't Ma- wait imagine if they got Nicholson out of retirement is he that I've said Nicholson oh I wonder what that would sound like <laughs> well Ezra it's a pleasure to meet you buddy put her there Oh my god! Yeah, this thing is going to be hilarious. I see. What I wanted from it was, I wanted Nick Cage Superman. I thought that. Could oh, have been, sorry. Yeah, that when was, you said Nickel, I was like Nick no. Cage Superman. Yeah, yeah. I think that that could have been the thing where I'd that stand up and applaud to get Nick Nick Cage. Superman. Yeah, big time. Imagine if they do it. Who who did that film this year? The Nick Cage film. What you mean? Who did the Nick Cage film? This the year? director? You, no, no, no. The studio. Oh, uh, I feel like it was Lionsgate. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Because I thought, like, if there was some sort of in there with Nick Cage. No, but, like... That could be I know cool. he's, he got asked to do some big movie recently. Lionsgate. Oh, I'm so good at movies. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, and then, okay, what do we got? So, we got, we got Barbie coming out the same weekend as Oppenheimer. I'm so excited for that. I'm, I mean, I'm doing that as a double feature. Okay. <laughs> Interesting to see where it goes, yeah. No, it's just the fact that they... they, they I don't know. Ooh, could this be Gary fucking himself over for the future? They got such good talent in it. Like, Ryan Gosling knows how to pick a good movie. That's Does he? Does he? Um, no, what, but, what about Margot Robbie? Did she pick a good movie? Oh, Babylon, Amsterdam, are you for real? <laughs> um, no, but it's also Greta Gerwig as well, yeah. who I do trust. And uh, personally, she's helped me in many a jam. <laughs> but... I know Bombach as well, who knows how to write sad. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it's not going to be made like a Barbie. Like, I feel like it's going to be a critique on society and yeah. social commentary and all that sort of stuff, which oh, could okay, be interesting. Yeah. Like, I feel like if they could make it in the vein of the Lego movie, yeah. in that it's just funny and in-jokey and taking the piss out of itself, yeah. it's going to be good. But if it's going to be like, I don't know, Margot Robbie and Ken are hot, like, isn't that great? We should all be like that. I don't know. Yeah. I like the society thing. <laughs> yeah, the society thing is good. And then Oppenheimer, the I think it's just going to be, I, I have no expectations for Oppenheimer. I'm very interested. I'm like, I I just, he's he's not made a good movie in a while, mate. You didn't like Tenet? No. Like, it's, no, Tenet's, I was talking to someone about this other, the other day where they were like, have you watched the new trailer for Oppenheimer? I was like, I just don't want to watch anything of it because Tenet ruined that. The trailer yeah. just ruined that. And again, I understand that's more the gimmick of the, the movie is being ruined in the trailer. But like, I'm just like, if that, if your, if your movie's, can fall apart that easily which I wouldn't have said about a Chris Nolan movie years ago yeah. um, like that's fine Dunkirk's fine like ah Dunkirk's good no it is no but like I'm just like, I'm talking like I'm talking Chris Nolan here like yeah, I know you didn't like Interstellar either yeah I don't yeah do I not like Chris Nolan <laughs> I just love Prestige I love Prestige I love, I love Batman movies I love um, Memento as well yeah. like I don't know I just think I don't know yeah. It's like like same as Barbie has a fantastic cast. Would it be good though? Look, man, if it gets Killian Murphy an Oscar, which I yeah, I'd back it for I'm that. All in. Yeah. Did you see that he? I, I know it's we old news, but he recreated the first bomb without CGI. Yeah. Fucking love it. Oh, I'm so deranged. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all there for that. Yeah. Which I was with Jimmy. Although Cameron. you said that about J- Jimmy. Yeah. yeah James and then, Cameron. And then he f- so if Oppenheimer's nine hours long. <laughs> um. But yeah, oh, imagine imagine Colin Farrell wins Best Actor and then Killian Murphy wins Best Actor. And then who after that? Michael Flatley. Redemption, <laughs> Redemption movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be class. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But again, that, that trailer's been out in the cinema for like six months Yeah, they've, now. they've been pushing it for too long, I feel. Yeah. It has enough buzz, I feel. Yeah. Uh, it's Chris Nolan. Yeah. Uh, Cross Spider-Verse. Oh. Don't know. Don't know where it's, which yeah. way it's going to go. 
They captured captured lightning in a bottle the first time. Can Did you they see re- the second Lego movie? No. I think it would be like that. Okay. Well, no Lego in it. <laughs> no, just, you know, the way, like, the, the first yeah. one just, like, hit, like, home run, and then the second yeah. one was just a bit of a damp squib. I don't know. I, I, it's not the same directors, though, is it? No, no, but it is... Uh, no, as in, like, sorry, as the first Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it's just that's... Um, who are the two lads? Lord Miller. Are they do sorry? Are they doing the second movie? No, as well? they didn't direct the first one. They were it was oh. just their production company. Oh shit! They fucking shite it on about it like it was theirs, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's yeah, there you have well, it. Well, Sony. That's I think the way Sony fucking push it. Like, yeah. um, but I don't. Uh, look, I'm I'm interested to see go back into that dip back into that world. Like, and uh, isn't Nick Cage in this one? I didn't see him in the trailer. No, no. I'd say it'll be a lot of different Spideys. Yeah. Well, I know like Daniel Kaluuya is in it and others that I have here. Uh, Brian Tree Henry yeah. oh Rachel Dratch I love her Issa Rae Oscar Isaac yeah I don't know we'll see mm. TBD yeah. I'm not excited for it you could tell me you could tell me it's in March and it'd be great and you could say like it's not until October you'd be like fine whereas I'm like I want I want my Flash movie <laughs> I'm also a little bit worried the fact that it's a two-parter because remember it was supposed to be yeah. Yeah, part one part two mm, mm. don't like when they do no, that no I don't like that either um, speaking of two parters, Dune two, more Dune, please. Yeah. You, well, this is another clip you could bring up. Yes, which I won't. You won't. But I'll just say it again because I don't have to fucking look. No, that's fine. Which is if Dune two remains has the same level of quality that Dune one had, but is able to successfully finish the Dune story, I think it's the best book series adaptation since Lord of the Rings. High praise. But <laughs> yeah. if they fuck it, <laughs> I'm still right. <laughs> No, in the sense of like, uh, it, uh, I'm right, I'm right. Yeah. But it's uh, it, it, it disqualifies from yeah. what I, what yeah, the criteria yeah, I've set. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying if it's a good movie, it'll be a good series. If it's not, it won't. <laughs> well, no, see, this is my yeah. problem with it. And this is why I didn't like that they, they shot it, they didn't shoot it back to back. If they shot it back to back, that would have ensured the same level mm. of um, vision throughout. Yeah. Whereas I feel like because Doom 1 wasn't well received, he might start tweaking stuff. And I'm yeah. worried for that. Yeah. Um, so again, I think this is on WB. Just, they need to have a lot more confidence. They don't have a lot more confidence in Denis Villeneuve, but also in the product, they need to shoot back-to-back. Like, if that had to come out December... When did it come out? December last year or November last year? Yeah, November maybe. Yeah, and then, like, again, November this year. I mean... Yeah, they've lost a lot of momentum yeah. for it as well. Yeah. Uh, but, they've, they've, but, again, they've made up for that somewhat by, like, mirac- not miraculously, but, like, they have... Um, what you call it? They have, like... Um, Oh, what as Zendaya? So like you know, everyone's gonna go see it from that. Yeah. You know, who's the biggest? Who's the biggest? Who's the best littlest boy in movies who's right the, now? Who's the littlest? Who's the littlest boy on the biggest screen? Yeah, like there's no other little boy that could be on the big sand than Timothy Chalamet. He just yeah. won the award earlier. You know what I mean? <laughs> everyone's gonna be rushing out to see his next feature. So I think, uh, and then also they've they've been able to cast Florence Pugh, Austin Butler as yeah. well. Like you know they you're, do you're big on his I'm his bandwagon did you watch any of those clips? Is, did, you, yeah, yeah. did you like the dinner one <laughs> the dinner did you like the album the Jewish Elvis one ruin the Jewish Elvis I didn't like the Jewish Elvis I loved one. it it was too silly for they me last because, what was the last one again uh, there's one about the regifting thing oh that was funny yeah and then, we can cut this and then there's one more about his monologue is actually very very sweet and there was another one where it Ruby ended. Jewish Elvis. It, there's another one where it ended. Oh my god! This is angel. a disaster. 
<laughs> it ended with like an angel or something like that. Yeah, that's the one with the family eating dinner. I don't know. I think it was a different Oh, angel. no, marzipan. <laughs> marzipan. Oh, that, that was too weird for me. Yeah. Anyway. Way too weird. And we're back. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So, like, yeah. No, it's got a stellar cast. But, yeah, I hope it remains same quality. Um, I'm just, so just sorry to cut out momentum there. But, you know, the way we've we've gone from we're, we're looking into most anticipated... Mm. Kind of lost a bit of buzz. I feel. What do you mean? <laughs> just every movie we've mentioned, apart from obviously the Flash, which we've said is going to be mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, uh, we've just like no, it's not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, but I do have one here. No, I actually can pick up this okay, next one, yeah. which is Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. This I'm excited for. Yeah, big time. Because this is the next one he's done after Top Gun. Yeah. And like, he's just like, I haven't died yet. So therefore. Yeah. Do you see the clip of him going yeah. off the thing? I'm like, I'm very excited for this. I mean, this, he, sh- he is trying to kill himself, right? No, but that's what I mean. I yeah. think it's, in his, see, I, I think he can't like, I think it's like a life insurance thing that he can't like take his own life. So okay. it has to look like a workplace <laughs> yeah. accident. So he's just going to keep being like, yeah, we're going to do this mad stunt today. I am going to hang off a spaceship. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't done like a, I'm going to go underwater for it. Nope, done that. Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, he is running out of things. Yeah, isn't he? Because that's just, what I kind of felt about the last one. The last one was good, but I don't think there was any set piece. Yeah, and I don't think like from a plot and story thing mm. I don't think I care about this movie at all <laughs> like yeah. no but I'm, I'm, so, I'm excited to see it in the cinema yeah, yeah. Um, I just I just on the same I level just, of I just, Top Gun like, yeah, yeah but I just don't know what they're going to do it's like you wouldn't fucking uh, e- Ethan no is it Ethan Hunt no Ethan Hunt yeah. Ethan Hunt Jesus, yeah. he's like Ethan you wouldn't fucking believe what we need you to do <laughs> like you wouldn't like you'd call it impossible Ethan. like I just love that I the whole setup of all these movies and the fact it is a part one of part two as well so who's to say mm. um, but David what's your most anticipated movie of 2023 sorry uh, it's Indiana Jones <laughs> oh fuck I forgot Indiana Jones shit I was gonna put it down but I didn't think you'd be I didn't think you'd be up for that uh, I'm so not up for that movie I don't like movies, David. <laughs> I don't know if I told you that. You've gotten to that stage in your career. Unless it's a silly Brian and Charles movie, I have no interest. Um, yeah. You've gotten to that stage where now you're like, well, actually, I watched this movie from 1928. Yeah, actually- I'm just thinking, where's Citizen Kane 2 these days? I should get a sequel. Where is Orson Welles? Yeah, what's he up to these days? I need to speak to his agent. Um, um, I don't know, I got... John McFour? Yeah, I, I just really like oh. that Indiana Jones trailer. Fast X. No. The director left halfway through. Dead. Yeah, I know. They've got Gal Gadot back. She died in the sixth <laughs> one, and she's back. They, and you know what they'll probably do? They'll do what they did with the other guy. Be like, "Oh, you're back!" And he, she'll be like, "Yep." <laughs> and then the movie will continue, continue to happen. Scream two. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Scream six. Uh, oh yeah, Scream six. Sorry, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I actually that was another one I was gonna put down, but I was like, it's a bit too silly. Yeah. But look, oh, that trailer really got me. I was like, wow. A haunting in Venice. Don't know what that. The, that no, the next Poirot movie. Oh. Is it no? Is it a haunting event? No, there, there is another one. Sorry, it has the same font. That's why I got confused. Aquaman. Oh, Wonka. For real? <laughs> Could be Timothy Chalamet's oh, War to Lose. God. He'll be a, he'll be the littlest quirkiest man. <laughs> a boy. Sorry. Um. Okay. We need to we need to wrap this up. Which one are we picking? What is my most anti- if I only, if I can only see one of these movies? <laughs> is the <laughs> I think I think Dune two. Dune for two, me yeah. anyway you want to see how that ends yeah, yeah. for you no oh, it's Dune Dune 2 probably would be we do need to think of a silly name for that movie though just for future reference yeah Dune 2 I'm thinking two sands two fury like something about all the yeah. there's more sand like bigger and sandier than ever before mm. sandy yeah <laughs> oh my god Dune what's in these worms hey um okay we gotta go dance <laughs> we gotta go do the sandy oh my god <laughs> 
Gotta do a dance. Get away from these worms. It's getting so deranged. Right. Congratulations to... That's not a proper word. It's just the most thing. Right. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. You've waited fucking an hour and plus to to hear what the movie of the year is. So, the nominees are... The nominees for Best Movie of 2022 are... All Quiet on the Western Front, Banshees of Inishirin, Barbarian, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, Or, 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 and The Batman. So this is the one I was like, um, I meant to ask you this. Is this what we we consider objectively the best movie or is it our favourites? Because What do we do every month? Okay, yeah. It's that, but for the year. Yeah, fair. Okay, so so just straight out objectively my favourite movie of the year was the Batman, but it's definitely not the one I'd be like, go out and see it. Oh, wait, was that why you changed your... Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. You should have put your favourites up on... on No, because I'll go on Letterboxd. Okay, fine. I didn't change the Letterboxd. Okay, fine. Um, so like for me Batman the Batman was Batman. great mm-hmm. but objectively mm-hmm. what was the best movie which would I uh, recommend to everyone which would I recommend people see everything everywhere at once mm-hmm. or Glass Onion I'm seeing not a lot of people like Glass Onion yeah but I, I'm, I'm I do think to, I'm starting to worry I've I've, I've hyped it up by either too much yeah. people or um, maybe I don't know what the good fucking movie is yeah I just think we, I just, honestly, like, everything everywhere all at once was great. Absolutely fantastic. But there was definitely about 20 minutes towards the end, I was like, And would you not say the same about the Batman? I was having too much of a good time. Honestly. Okay. I lost myself no, that's in that no, movie. No, I'd be the same with No Time to Die. Yeah, I lost myself in that movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm somewhere in Gotham. Somewhere, in, right? somewhere among you're the... You're in that nightclub. <laughs> no, I'm somewhere among the, uh, the wreckage, the... Oh, flood. you're there. You're in the yeah. sports center thing. Okay. The flood. I had a funnier thing, but that's fine. I uh, drowned. You drowned. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm... <laughs> really bring the mood down. Yeah. <laughs> so, just for anyone, just for the last... So, in the last five, ten minutes, we've talked about how we're not excited for any of movies <laughs> because we're content and David wants to drown himself in Gotham City. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> you know, you happy, know how much I love water. Happy Christmas. Um... What you call it? The, uh, yeah, yes, everything I want to agree. But I there, think, like, there, there is, okay. is, is other movies there. Yeah, well, I think, I think, well, well, okay, so comparing everything ever all at once, I'm just like, that is a movie that we have seen nothing like it before mm. and is a, just a complete moment of a movie in that it just, it's so well received all around. It's mm. got Michelle Yeoh's career, like, back up and running again. Not that she went anywhere, just like, yeah. the, she wasn't getting the action roles anymore. Yeah. And it's just, and it's a beautiful family drama and it's able to be a movie, it's a crazy that a movie like this, which could be nearly, nearly have a somewhat of a, it could be a comic book movie about a character, but it's not. And it's being nominated for Oscars, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. For, and, and the fact that the performances in it are being recognised, I think is incredible. Also some silly bits as well. Very silly bits that I Sausage, sausage, um, sausage thing. But again, that's that that's that universe is set up as to be so silly, but end up, ends up having some of the most emotional mo- yeah. moments in that fucking movie. Um, and the Batman, oh my god, like it's the Batman movie we've all. I, I think it's the best Batmaning we've seen on yeah. screen. Um, and I think yeah, like it's I don't know, it's just it's it it was so long ago actually it feels um, yeah. in March, but um yeah, I just want to want to see it from that, and I want um just to see how this character kind of continues, and the fact that they might be doing a Joe uh, Penguin. Um, That's my most thing, thing for twenty twenty three. More Colin Farrell, please. <laughs> um, although I'm not too fussed about seeing Barry Keoghan as the Joker, I think I can leave that. Yeah, for 
But um, I'll also like I'll quite in the Western Front, like in terms of just a the reaction is you know brought brought out in me. I think that's just so pure there. pure production mm-hmm. was just incredible. Um, and again, like again with with some of these, I was like so many a lot of I'm just trying to think now. All these came out in cinemas. I think All Quiet was probably the only one I watched mm-hmm. at home. And that's it's a kind of is it? Yeah, or or or, or sorry. Um, but it's probably me, David. No both, more lies, David. No <laughs> both of lies. those, both of those, I think definitely would have. I, I think for both of them, both would have um, improved in quality having if you had seen them in the cinema. Yes, like in, agree. in that in that environment. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, I still think All Quiet was just mm-hmm. a spectacle. Yeah. Uh, same Bl- with or belongs in a museum. Belongs in a museum. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, or or though we haven't spoken about that really no. actually, um, and nor will we because I don't care what you think. I uh, listened to Natu Natu. It's fucking. It's an so absolute banger, isn't it? it? Yeah. Like like okay. So the best song. You know the way I, would, I complain about the credit song. Yeah. However, the Rihanna song in Black Panther Two is actually very very good for yeah. what it's the, the kind of the moment it sets up as well in yeah. the tra- in, uh, in the credits, and it kind of makes sense to the story of the movie, I guess. But Natu it's like it's 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 this why I, I I don't know if you listened to the Oro podcast, but when I was on it, um, what you call it, we were talking. About, I was talking about how like it has this like traditional sort of what we would conceive as like Indian sort of music, mm. but is able to like do a remix on that yeah. that makes it such a catchy and boppy song. Yeah, why we should do best song actually? Best song, yeah, Natu Natu is best song. <laughs> Natu Natu, class, yeah, like uh, the. The thing for ORR is it was everything. Yes. It was just everything. <laughs> That's what I said. It's got it's got your comedy. It's got your romance. It's yeah. got your action. It's got your thriller. It's got your uh, horror. Yeah. Try, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's got the Brits being yeah. at it. I mean, anything with the Brits is and horror. It's got um, Taffin Star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something Duty. Duty. Alison Duty. Alison Duty. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's in. With a whip. She's also in like, I don't know, Indiana Jones. I've never heard of it. And. Uh, Oh, and then like the bromance, yeah. the silly action that SS Rajamouli, SS Rajamouli is able to like deliver. Yeah. Oh man, it's an unbelievable movie and yeah. everyone should watch it. And awesome. that's why I wanted to include it in best movie so I could remind people to go watch it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't put Top Gun in here. I was going to say, when you mentioned it earlier, I was like, we haven't mentioned it whole podcast, which is very harsh. I don't, Top Gun, Top Gun is one of the best cinema experience I've had this year. Yeah. I just don't think it's a good movie. Yeah, I like like it's a bit like Avatar in that like oh yeah like all the visuals and the cinematography and the action all fantastic but like what's 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 the, ah come on lad that oh, trench, the, the trench run was pretty oh cool. like oh yeah that's no that's all very good which is why it's better than Avatar too <laughs> and also there's less water but uh, and Tom Cruise is the only blue Tom Cruise turns is where he goes very high up in the clouds and loses <laughs> oxygen but it's um but like the story was just so like. And I didn't really care like the, the whole thing about Goose and Rooster I didn't really didn't yeah, click sure. with me too much and then the love triangle oh not the love triangle the love story like Jennifer yeah. Connelly what could have cut that? that out I just it just felt like a Top Gun it felt like a Mission Impossible movie that yeah. they just repurposed for Top Gun but then again I had so much fun watching it so yeah. but I don't think it's the best movie of this year I think it's the one I can easily recommend to people yeah. as like a fun time but yeah. I don't think it's the best movie no that's fair um, anything else we need Glass to Onion which we haven't discussed on the podcast yet but so I did really enjoy this. This is like, again, I think these kind of Knives Out murder mysteries are perfect for anyone. I think anyone can get on board with them. Um, My mother hates them, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. she refused well, to watch this one. Yeah, there you go. Completely. There you go. But then again, she liked the grey man, so... Yeah, who's wrong? <laughs> yeah, her. <laughs> um, so in that sense, I and again, it's silly fun. There's mm-hmm. there, there's the whole kind of caricature of society, which is, is good. I enjoyed that element to it. Um. 
the twists and turns. Plus the fact, I just think, again, editing production-wise, it was, like, right on point. Yeah. Like, it just does some things. It takes some turns that just... I, I really enjoy it. kind of kept me on my toes because mystery-wise, I don't think there's a huge mystery there. I think... Well, there is. What are you talking about? Well... There's a big who done it. I think we... I, I don't know about you, but I kind of figured that out oh, straight away. I, yeah, I agree, but how the movie yeah. was able to... Yeah. Unwind... Un- yeah. Un- un- untangle... Like a, like a de-layering of an onion. Un- exactly. <gasps> I get it now! <laughs> exactly. But it's... Yeah, it's... No, I still think it expertly had yeah. you guessing the whole movie, which oh, I think yeah. is the best thing a whodunit can do. And yeah. then when it's all revealed at the end, it's like, well, this all makes perfect sense yeah. rather than me like, that's horseshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I think is top notch. Which is why I think just like story-wise and editing-wise, I think they just really did, yeah, did a solid, right solid job there. Um, but, and again, the fact that it's coming out on Netflix at Christmas, I think this is a perfect time for yeah. it just to like hit hard because you'll have families at home doing nothing and it's just like, oh, we'll watch this new uh, Knives Out movie on Netflix or whatever. Um, and I would love to, I, I told you that straight after, like I would lo- I would watch another one straight away. Yeah, and I think, I think it's like, I like the way, it's. I don't know how, who owns the character Benoit, but like, I'd love in like 50 years time, they're, yeah. they're doing like other, oh, they're, they're doing another Benoit movie yeah. with, Timothy Chalamet <laughs> as Ben Wavlong. Yeah. Um, oh, what would Tom Holland sound? <laughs> no, don't even try. So, you, so what you were attempting there was yes. to put on your Cockney accent yes. while trying to do also a Southern yes. accent. <laughs> yes, I was, David. <laughs> that, that would be impressive. That yeah. would be very impressive. But unfortunately, the mic stopped working. Um, plus, I love Daniel Craig. He's, he yeah. seems to enjoy it. After I, giving after all, so Johnson. much of his life to James Bond, he just looks like he's having such a good time um, playing such a unique character. Yeah, so. very true. Um, best movie of the year. Um, I think it has to go to everything everywhere all at so once. So do I. Um, just because it's everything. Yeah. It's, like it's everything you want for a movie. Yeah. Um, and it's new and it's and it feels fresh and it like I don't know it's like a I don't know I think it is like a movie that kind of defines twenty twenty two as well. Mm. Um, much like Blackbird, but uh, this. Sorry, how bit. many movies are on the list? What do you mean that list there? The t- top movies seven. So okay, there was seven on all of them. Eh, around now, well because okay. I tell you what personally what happened because I asked you for five and I made five and okay. then usually we had about two and th- two or three the same yeah, yeah, yeah. and then if I, you didn't have one that I had I was like yeah he's probably right <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough okay uh, yeah it is everything everyone wants but what I would say is if you can watch all seven movies please do oh yeah oh, we should have done something like that like a like a you know like an Obama like Obama's favourite movies of the year <laughs> oh, right, I know yeah. we kind of did that Let do a letterbox yeah like with like I oh, know Nope. No, that's gonna say. What would, what would Barack Obama sound like as Ben Wallblong? Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. The winner of the best movie of 2022 is everything yeah, everyone wants. There you go. Yeah, it's correct. There you go. Um, the most, le- all the most legitimate award they will ever receive. Exactly. Yeah. And it sounds so much like the Golden Razzie. I'm sure people will know the difference. <laughs> and no, it's not a bad thing to win a Golden Gazi. Yeah. Golden Gazi for best movie. And also, you have to think about it. like that's a like uh, what you call it. All, everything ever all at once has only won one Golden Gazi. Mm. Blackbird's won two. <laughs> so and we, I think that's something. So which, you, which is the better movie? <laughs> exactly. And this thing's going to be asking yourself. And I think to have such ambiguity about an awards thing that we've made, I think is fantastic. Mm, big time. Yeah, like Timothy Chalamet. What do you, do you know? He won a Golden Gazi this year. <laughs> oh, for what? Just being <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. You know. And then we talk about like. What else? What else won Gazzies this year? Golden Golden Gazzies you know this year. What was the most anticipated movie? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not an award. That's a that's a that's a I title. Know, you know what I mean? It's like in the Oscars when they have the biggest fan moment. Oh, it's that bullshit. sort of thing. Yeah. It's not it's not a proper Oscar. You know what I mean? 
Well, do you hear what was the best Dave and Gary, Gary movie? Can you believe? So was that Brian Schultz? Yeah. <laughs> Brian Schultz. <laughs> um, crazy, crazy. And then also, you probably work out how many people, it's like, oh my God, did you see Jimmy Fallon was nominated for a Gazi? You're like, interesting. <laughs> he received as many nominations as, I know, Colin. Pinocchio. Oh, <laughs> Pinocchio too. Pinocchio. No, that was two different types of Pinocchio, David. Oh, sorry. You know, the character Pinocchio. Yeah. Anyway, this is going on for far too long. Yeah. Um, c'est, c'est fin? C'est oui. la vie. Oui. <laughs> Très bien. Parlez-vous uh, tout en français? <laughs> Où est la toilette? <laughs> ah, c'est bon. Right, um, David, thank you so much for doing this. Not even this one, just the whole year. Yeah. What a, what a, what a fantastic thing we've done to, to, to uh, chrono- uh, what's the word? To cr- uh, document the document year. Document the year. The year. Uh, document our thoughts of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. In 10 years' time, we'll listen back to this and we're like, <laughs> what were like, we thinking? Like, when is the flash coming out? <laughs> Still, still, still do, we're just doing some reshoots. I yeah. swear to God, we're just, we're just, yeah. you know, this is gonna recreate the DC universe. Yeah, it's gonna reshape the hierarchy. And um, yes, thank you to David. Thank you to everyone who's listened to this and all the episodes this year, specifically the awards ones. And yeah. uh, then the awards you want for next year, let us know. I'll try to keep remember which ones we've done this year to, to reuse for next yeah, year. Yeah, I think we do have to kind of take some out there. Oh, for like the the we want some old ones. Yeah, I think we need to rethink it again. We'll have a production meeting about this. Yeah. Um, and yes, you can follow us. Points. What? Points. Now? Yeah. Sure. Production meme. Production meme. <laughs> Points meme. Um, and yes, if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, you can follow at Reading the Pierce on Instagram. You can follow us on Letterboxd. My name is Gary O'Brien, spelt in a funny way on Letterboxd. And David is dscanlon10. You can follow on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can listen to podcasts, I guess. I don't know. Go follow us there. Uh, what else do we always used to ask people to do? Oh, five stars on Spotify. Haven't asked in a while. Will we have questions at the end of this? Oh, no, you'll have it on Instagram. What do you mean? No, sorry for your best movie of the year. We you put that on Instagram, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well see, I, I didn't um I didn't like make it a people's choice award thing because um they were kinda all over the place. I don't mean that in a bad way, but I was just more just ma- wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. um this is probably a bad time to mention it at the end of the podcast. But uh, No, sorry, I was just gonna say like in Spotify. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll throw, oh, a, I'll I, throw a cheeky little poll in there. I don't know if the polls have been getting much traction. I'll get some traction, but I'll throw one in there. Yeah. Again, this these are great things to end the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Anything else? Anything else important we missed up off the top? Have a good Christmas. Have a fantastic well, this is coming out after Christmas. But I hope have you had a, a good Christmas. Have a, ha, I hope you had a good Christmas. Have a good new year. Have a good new year. Let us know what movies you're excited for for twenty twenty three. There you go. So that should be the poll. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for having a fantastic 2023. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Good evening. Good night. And goodbye.